0: You are Locked On Hornets, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. In a minute, laugh. we live. live. live.
1: I think we have our fire blanket today for the firefighter or the fire Friday. Like, I'm a little worried about the way that this show can be handled. We got some (laughs) unexpected news, unexpected news that we got yesterday. It's going to be a show that does have a couple of serious topics that we're going to talk about but also it is a fire friday and i don't know if i want to compromise the fire for the ser- for the serious topics that we have and so what's going to happen here is we are going to go about this carefully okay. we are going to implement what i would like to do is have maybe a song choice maybe some music and that does serve as our Oscar music. That it's time to wrap it up. You're getting too close to the line. This is dangerous. You're getting in dangerous territory. Let's kind of walk this back and steer this conversation in a different direction. And Doug is ultimately going to be the man that makes that call or not. And so I would like to implement some music on how that should be.
0: What kind of music? Now we talking. We talking funk. We talking soul. We talking elevator music. I don't what know. We talking about we. Doug we talking is, about bland white people music.
1: <laughs> Doug is the producer, so that's a possibility. That's perfect. How, Speaking of bland white people music Doug had that immediately on cue As soon as you said bland white people music He could not have fired this song off any quicker And so I like that So let's go Let's try to figure out something Because there's a couple of different topics that we have today So Doug, why don't you fire the first choice for us Hell yeah, let's keep this I kind of like it already Are we? Is this going to be a one-hitter quitter? I feel now, like this is good. No, this this needs to stay. Because,
0: again, Fire Fridays could get kind of hot, I guess.
1: All right, it can be. So let's talk about it. Yesterday, the Charlotte Hornets PR account, it tweeted out that Chris Kroger is no longer the radio play-by-play voice for the Charlotte Hornets with just eight games left to go. And so what we've seen now is that Steve Martin, longtime Hornets play-by-play announcer, The play-by-play announcer for the franchise's entire history will be taking over for the final eight games of the regular season and will fill in if they do indeed make the playoffs. This all came very unexpected. We have a couple people that... No, Chris. I think we all know Chris pretty well. Not a you know Chris a little bit more than we do. Certainly more than we do. And so now you have a couple of people trying to figure out exactly what what happened here. Because I yes. think everybody is extremely surprised. I think it sent a shock wave through the local Charlotte media who all knew Chris pretty well. But also the fans. And I think when you have taken... I think when you've looked at social media yeah, I think a lot of fans really liked Chris Kroger. And think about that. It's really hard when a legend like Steve Martin, who certainly was a legend here, when he's when you have to take over for a legend, it's extremely tough to take that job. And yet Chris did so with about as much enthusiasm as you possibly could. Somebody that was so outwardly in love with his job. Somebody that let it be known how much he adored the Charlotte Hornets growing up. We can all look at the picture that he put out as a kid, I think with Hugo. Yep. I mean, we all knew, everybody that knew Chris Kroger either as a fan or as a friend or just as a colleague, we all knew how much he loved the Charlotte Hornets and that's why it was so unexpected, especially so close after a call like he had against Jeremy that he had for Jeremy Lamb that was played everywhere on ESPN Radio. That was played on SportsCenter. It got so much attention. We go from the highest of highs almost to his very young career mm-hmm. to now certainly a low in a job that was lost from him and something that he was so in love with. And so now just as we try to put the pieces together, it's very tough because we don't know anything right
0: now. Yeah, we don't know anything. And as someone that I've known, Chris, ever since I got into this business, like he took over for primetime on WFNZ, and I started board hopping there for the call-up, I want to say maybe a couple weeks apart. And so I've known Chris. Chris has been one of my best friends in this entertainment business. When I went up to ESPN, I again, he was one of like the first five people I've told he was always like the thing with Chris was he was always a very encouraging guy to me in my career. He always encouraged me to push forward, to keep going on even after I came back. So this is what like this is very hard for me. This is why I don't feel comfortable speculating publicly what happened to him. This is also, like, I know what it's like. I also know happen to know what it's like to lose a dream job. In fact, two of them. I I know what that's like, and I know that's how crushing it can be. And to have everybody in the known world know at the same time how you lose that job, that you lost your job, it's just devastating. I cannot imagine how he feels at this point
2: he was the youngest play-by-play announcer in the league and he wasn't only the play-by-play announcer but it's interesting he was a really public face for this franchise he did a coaches show that was all over social media with uh, coach JB and uh, he also did a, a podcast and had big names from the team and from NBA circles on that podcast uh, my only thought on this now because it is so preliminary and we don't really have any information on why this happened and and might never get that kind of information my only thought on this comes from my perspective of being in broadcast uh seeing on-air talent be removed and i think this came the timing of this came as a shock to a lot of people how abrupt it was and and the fact that there were only 8 games remaining but i'll only say that in in broadcast when you have someone on air as an organization i've i've seen organizations remove on air talent and it always happens abruptly because you you don't want to put someone on air that is disgruntled in any way or or has any bad feelings about the organization or feels like they may be on the verge of being removed because it puts in danger something being put on air and again i'm not speculating that this is what happened with the hornets i'm just giving you my perspective as someone that's been in broadcast and see this happen
1: because with eight games left in the regular season that is the weird thing about this right because Mm -hmm. because you're addressing something that is certainly abnormal in a situation like this where a lot of people i think would speculate and did on twitter That something had to have happened behind the scenes that was a no-no and a relatively big no-no. And for you to lose your job eight games into the regular season, with us, again, not speculating and us keep on repeating that because it is important to do so, it is very weird to see somebody lose their job like that, especially... When you could have just gone the rest of the regular season and gone away with it, probably without the big of a splash as you did by doing it this
2: way. But I will say to the people who are speculating that it had to have been a big no no, maybe a personal no no, I would caution you that in the world of broadcast, especially when it comes to on air talent, there is a world that is created around on air talent and rules and um, expectations for on air talent that would seem strange to people who consume and listen and watch the entertainment that they're getting, things that don't make sense to people who are viewing it, but make sense within the context, the political context of the world of entertainment. And I've seen people removed for things that, again, make no sense except within the context of the rules and the regulations that were set forth for that on-air talent. Yeah, and, and I'm not speculating that that's what happened with the Hornets. I'm just telling you that I've seen speculation, people re-
1: speculation, speculation. I've seen people saying.
2: removed <laughs> for for silly things.
1: Yeah, Doug is
0: very, very right. That broadcast entities are basically their own fiefdoms. There's again, the game is the game, and to quote Omar Little, and one <laughs> other somebody that should be quoted at a time like this. Absolutely, yeah. <laughs> oh, <geez. laughs> Make sure point taken. Point taken. <laughs> but. More important, but more importantly, I want to say because I've seen fan reactions say we we deserve a response, we deserve to know what happened, this, that, and a third, and I want to stop everybody right there. We're not owed anything. We're not really owed an explanation on any of this. The fact that there is rampant speculation going on and and people name calling already. Like, we're not owed anything. We're not owed a simple explanation. We're not owed a single thing at this point. And I would, like, I'd much rather talk about the Lakers right now than this so, oh, and,
1: and I think that's what everybody planned on hearing today was a Lakers preview with the Hornets deep into a playoff race that a lot of people don't view as real yet. But the reality is, is that I think there's only two and a half games that separate them from the sixth seed right now. And yes. it was three games that separated them from the eighth seed not too long ago. And so with the Hornets having just a crazy little run here at the end of the season, given the circumstances of all the injuries and the young players that they're playing, this is certainly unexpected news. That we heard from Chris Kroger, everybody who did seem to genuinely enjoy listening to him, especially after taking over for a legend like Steve Martin. And now, because of his absence, Steve Martin will come back. He will call the final eight games of the regular season, and that will extend into to the postseason. And then we'll see exactly how the Charlotte Hornets choose to handle uh, the the decision on who is going to be the new radio voice of the Charlotte Hornets next season.
2: I had my finger on the button the entire time, but I think we did a good job. We avoided it, at least for this segment. Yeah,
1: we got so, we got, we got some, more. Yep, we got some interesting stuff to talk about later on. So keep your finger on that button just in case. We'll take a quick break. We'll try to clear our thoughts. We'll try to move on. Figure out exactly what needs to be said. On the other side of the segment, we appreciate you guys joining us here on the Locked On Hornets podcast on the Locked On Podcast Network. This is Locked On Hornets. You know, Golden State spent almost a minuscule amount of time with zero of their starters out on the floor. They had at least one out there the entire yeah, time. They just four
2: Hall of Famers. Yeah, they do. <laughs> so you just put just them have, anywhere. They just have one out Stack there. Stack them up.
1: It's time for more of the Locked on Hornets podcast. Remember to get this show every day. You can subscribe to Locked on Hornets on the new Himalaya podcast app. And in every expanding podcast world that you're a part of, you need Himalaya with their personally curated playlist and new features every day. Download Himalaya at your app store and subscribe. To lock Hornet. So let's take a look at this Lakers game that we got going on tonight. LeBron James, I haven't seen any official word on him. I know that game notes did not have him in the starting lineup. He is still listed at least here as day to day. We know Josh Hart is going to be gone from this game. He's going to be gone for the rest of the regular season. I know Reggie Bullock is day to day and a couple of injuries on our front. No Nick Batum, continues to be out. Cody Zeller, even though we saw a video of him shooting, he's going to be out. When you look at this game, this seems like something that the Hornets absolutely have to take care of, considering they have a back-to-back against Golden State and Utah immediately following.
0: No, no, yeah, exactly. This is a must-win game. This is, if you're talking about, this can make or break your playoff situation. If you lose this game, you're done, as far as I'm concerned. You're done. (laughs)
1: You wanted the fire. I bring the fire. We did want the fire. I appreciate that. I don't know. Doug, Doug, Doug put out your fire with his water in the form of laughter.
0: I know. Like, what, what, like, what are we doing here?
2: But I, I think <laughs> I'm just laughing at the fire. I just think you know, the one game. They're done. They're out of here. Because I,
1: I don't. I don't think it's as crazy, right? I mean, yes, they technically they're not because they could beat Golden State and they could beat Utah, and that would certainly, I think, counteract the loss that they would have to the Lakers. But I would feel very, very skeptical about a playoff spot that they had. I already do. To me, it's not real until they steal one of those games because yeah. th- this Lakers game has to be won in my eyes. they got to go 2-1 and one this weekend. I don't think it's real until they— beat a Golden State or a Utah. They have to steal one of those and then in my mind that's when it becomes very real to me.
0: Like Honestly, the thing I, I can see them winning in Golden State because Golden State has gotten bushwhacked late in the season. Dallas comes to mind where they just absolutely did not care, didn't play anybody. This could be another one of those rest games. If you get this and then you get Golden State I think there's a really good chance that you're going to get 7 or 8 maybe even 6. It's, right. been,
1: it's been kind of funny to me To see the Charlotte Hornets get all of this attention nationwide and we're just the Charlotte Hornets trying to get an eighth seed in the playoffs. I think this weekend it took everybody. It took everybody's attention and it didn't demand it, but certainly people are willing to lend their attention here to the Queen City because it has been a pretty fun playoff race, at least at the bottom. Not saying that these teams are fantastic, but how about the Hornets going on this run where Kimball Walker is trying to get an all-NBA selection where that could certainly affect the landscape of the NBA. It could affect whether he wants to go possibly to the Lakers. Does he get a max contract there? Does he stay with Charlotte and not really affect all that much of the landscape? Are the Knicks going to go after Kimba if that is their plan B to not getting Kyrie Irving? I mean, there's a lot of things that are dictated on whether the Charlotte Hornets make the playoffs and just exactly what they do down here to the stretch. And that's what's been fun about this, is that I don't know if we were going to get all of this had they, of course, not beaten the Boston Celtics, the Toronto Raptors, and now most recently the San Antonio Spurs.
2: Five teams, three spots, really only two star players among the five teams. You know, Kimball Walker and Blake Griffin for the Pistons. Maybe you could argue...
0: Don't don't let the Nets fans hear you because they'll argue D'Angelo Russell. Russell. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs>
2: But and Brooklyn got some good news, by the way. I don't know if you guys saw this, but uh, Giannis Antetokounmpo ankle issues. Looks like the Bucks are going to hold him out for the rest of the regular season and let him get ready for the playoffs. The Nets, well, we've all heard about how tough their schedule was going down the stretch. They have two games remaining against the Milwaukee Bucks that now look a little bit more winnable.
0: They do look winnable, and. Like, that. that is that is a wrinkle in the playoff sk- scenarios. But I want to go back to something that you said, Walker. I think if Kemba does stay, I do think that it does affect the landscape of the NBA. Because you're talking about the Knicks. He's probably their backup plan if Kyrie does not come. The Lakers need a point guard, even though Lonzo Ball is there. But at the same time, he's also had ankle injuries. He cannot be trusted to play 60, 70 games, I think Kemba is probably what the number three, number four, all um, number three, number four free agent that, you know, is actually going to test the market. If he doesn't come out or if Charlotte signs him, I think it affects I think I really do think it affects the landscape in a way I don't think people have thought about just yet.
2: LeBron James, by the way, expected to play Friday, according to RotoWire. All
1: right, well, there you go. I mean, he's a Hornet killer. With everything that he's done to all of the NBA, the Hornets just destroying them is certainly on that long list. So if you take a look at the free agents, not as you were mentioning, just where he falls on the list, Kevin Durant going to be number one. Ka- Kawhi Leonard is going to be up there. I would argue that Kyrie Irving is, look, I know people want to argue about Kimba Walker being better than Kyrie Irving and vice versa. I'm just going to tell you, I think Kyrie Irving is a better basketball player. The- this year, it's a debate. Every other year, it's not. Well, and, and even this year, man, you look at the numbers. I understand the role. Like You can certainly put Kimba, but but when we when people talk about All-NBA selection, I mean, people have Kyrie locked it up already, like yeah. an All-NBA team. The, the numbers are – that's what's been crazy about him. And he's been an absolute head case off of the court as far as his comments. Kung Fu Kyrie, of course. <laughs> but his play on the floor – I mean, you give me seven assists a game, 24 points a game – on 41 percent shooting from beyond the arc and a good field goal percentage, he's always been fantastic finishing at the rim. Yeah, like those numbers are insane to me. So he's up there, regardless of wherever you want to put him. Clay Thompson is up there, and then Kemba. So Kemba's certainly top five.
0: Like. I don't think Clay's leaving though, and that, maybe not. That's the thing. I don't think well, Clay's leaving,
1: but especially with an All NBA selection, you know how much does yeah. that come into play? That that's what makes this so fun is that Clay Thompson. If you're Golden State. You're literally pulling for Clay Thompson not to get an All-NBA selection. But if pressed on that issue, what are you going to say? I mean, you want to say, yeah, I want the best for my teammate. I want the best – well, not for the front office. They want to say, I want the best for my employee. I want the best for somebody that plays basketball for me. Yeah. But the best for Clay is not necessarily the best for them right now. And that's just the rude reality. Same thing with the Charlotte Hornets. If they decide to keep Kimba, you certainly would rather pay him $30, $40 million less than what he'd be eligible for.
0: Oh, I feel bad for the light years ahead franchise. I feel it's embarrassment of riches. (laughs) I feel so, so bad for them right now. Sure,
1: I don't think anybody feels bad for them. But if they want to keep that powerhouse, that ridiculous powerhouse, then it will be interesting to see how Clay Thompson's NBA, all NBA or all NBA team selection, whether that eligibility for a Supermax, whether that would affect him or not. And I think it certainly would. So we'll see exactly what happens with that All-NBA teams election, And Kimba Walker, got to take care of business tonight against the L.A. Lakers for certain because you have a couple of really tough games right after that. Let's talk about Wise Cam. Wise is the indoor camera that does it all and is packed with premium features that allows you to see everything from anywhere, again, for only $20. Wise has 1080p full HD, images so clear you won't miss a thing. It has night vision and it has two-way audio. Wise's mission is to bring amazing smart home products and make it accessible to everyone. You can check on your home anytime with Wise Apps live stream and connect with life as it unfolds in sharp focus and you can live stream with 8 times the digital zoom Wise also has free rolling 14 day cloud storage as well as no subscriptions nothing is too small for Wise cam to watch so again if you're ever out and you want to focus that camera on the TV turn it to Fox Sports Southeast and then you can watch Kimba hopefully play for years to come if he decides to stay with the Charlotte Hornets and everything is just dandy and they find a way to make this roster a lot better while bringing Kimba back you can always watch the Charlotte Hornets even if you're not at home by setting one of those bad boys up right in front of the tv again it works with your mobile phone from anywhere and again you can get free rolling 14-day cloud storage go to wise.com slash locked on hornets again that's wise.com slash locked on hornets to get the guaranteed lowest price doug keep your finger on that button we're going to talk a little bit more about some maybe some controversial topics it's locked on hornets on the locked on podcast network you are listening to the locked on hornets podcast
2: Main character for American Psycho was Patrick Bateman, which really confused me. I always thought that Jason Bateman was Patrick Bateman and that Patrick Bateman was Jason Bateman.
1: (laughs) It's time for more of the Locked on Hornets
2: podcast.
1: We're going to somewhat steal a segment from the Dave Chappelle show here today. Are? We're going to wait for Fire Fridays because that is the most appropriate time to talk about this. And so usually, at least it has, it's been here recently, since Nada has tried to be a grown-up and focus a little bit more on his big-boy job, been selfish, really, and taken his time away from How us here you? weekly on the Locked on Hornets podcast. Now we have to wait for Fridays for our new segment. Not really a new segment, but something that we're going to he- do here today. It's going to be Ask a Black Guy. Ask a black host. And so now, I'm here for this. Yeah, so because you just have two white guys talking about some stuff for most of the week, now we have to wait for a black guy to show up on the on the show on Fridays. And so why it's relevant to ask a black guy today, Not that you've seen the Demarcus Cousins news
0: I have, I have, and there we have questions. So let me, ha- let me set it up for you. Yeah,
2: explain it to yeah, me. Yeah, let, let me
1: let me set it up. So, Golden State Warriors star. I'll read it from Yahoo Sports right here. To Marcus Cousins, he told Yahoo Sports Chris Haynes that he has been subject to racial slurs from NBA fans on multiple occasions while playing on the road. He said, "Quote, oh, I've been called the N word." Cousins said. And it's crazy because this has happened to me on a few occasions. I reported it to the league, and, you know, I may have said whatever I said back, and I was still punished for it. Cousins declined to detail where he heard the slurs, but sources told Haynes that one of the incidents occurred during a road game against the Sacramento Kings where Cousins used to play. Now, the reason this is relevant is because Haynes learned on Thursday that another incident occurred during the Warriors' January 26th road game against the Boston Celtics. Where was it? Haynes... Said that a fan muttered the slur at Cousins, prompting the Warrior Center to inform TD Garden Arena security because oh, this Boston. happened in Boston. Boston, <laughs> because that is something I don't want to sweep. Boston, everything that goes on in Boston. But sure enough, they have they are not strangers to this type of thing that goes on. And so now Nada will ask you: Just this guy did get a two year ban from TD Garden by saying the N-word and directing that towards DeMarcus Cousins, should it have been more? What do you think oh, about it the punishment been and the more. whole situation?
0: Like, Here's the problem with it. It should have been more. I'm not here for lifetime bans because lifetime bans usually get skirted around. Give them, give them 10 years. 10-year ban is, perfect, is a perfect round number. It's a nice long time for you to think about what you may have done. But I think lifetime bans on stadiums are unenforceable. That's why I'm kind of... Like when the Russell Westbrook thing happened, I was kind of like, yeah, that's nice. That's cute. Lifetime ban. You're never going to be able to enforce it at all.
1: Well, i and here's my thing on this, man. Like I like to consider myself a rational person that doesn't just want to go with the number one biggest punishment that you possibly can do. While a lot of people will, you know, it's the classic sports radio thing. Let's make this fire Friday every single day. Let's go for the biggest punishment of all. But hearing this. Now, having this happen, especially in a city that is trying, I would think, at least should try to scrub itself of this image, they're not doing so by just implementing this short of a sentence for this fan. I would not mind going with a lifetime ban because when you throw that type of word that is so rooted in hatred up into the hundredth degree, right, like it, it's it's as bad as you possibly can say. And yet here's Cousins having here's here's cousins having this directed at him and here's a guy that's going to be able to come back to the this uh the stadium after just a couple of years well i i understand that a lifetime ban would be hard to enforce i know you just said it should be longer at the same time when you have that when you have that word directed at players that are just out there to make some money and entertain us to me i, I would not have met ma- i would not have minded at all if it was going to be a lifetime ban
2: forget lifetime ban how about generational ban about we ban three generations of his family from entering the arena
1: there you go that's I'm, I'm taking a, it a little I'm bit actually
0: i'm kind of here for it despite <laughs> the fact
2: so it's either 10 years 10 or years a generation 300
1: years <laughs> yes, yes, 10
0: a, years a generation i'm here
1: for the generate you know his kids his kids absolutely get out of here are not allowed to step one foot in td garden i mean I could say kids the same thing
0: 400 years to mark something else but that's going a little too far
1: it is going a little too far that is a little bit friday yep all right there we go that is going a little too far let's try to steer it back Away from the 400-year mark,
0: but but one one thing about this slow Walker, the thing that I
1: do, I didn't know how long you're we going to keep playing that.
2: I, neither did no, I. No, you guys. Well, I thought that you look. We're supposed to stop when that happens and take I, a, the, I, the idea behind it is that it's. I about, did stop. I was going to move on, but not. I was going to. Go, me to it's I, about 10 seconds long. You guys didn't respect the sound. I did respect the sound. It's I enough stopped. time to stop and breathe. I, I'm
1: going to let you make this call is not allowed to say it, it is tough to tell a black man that he's not allowed to have an opinion right here, at least at this, at least at this particular moment. Opinion that
0: get me fired. Like he's doing this for I,
1: I get why I'll Doug let, did this. I'll let you do it. I'll uh, let you guys go in on this. I, I,
0: I'll, <laughs> I appreciate Doug doing that to protect what little I have left. I, I do appreciate that. I would just say this and in like slightly Boston's defense on this one. This is not Boston specific. This is every arena specific. We've heard entirely too many incidents in Cleveland, in Charlotte of all places. Purple shirt guy was, again, is lionized here on Dwayne Wade night for whatever reason. So
1: I felt this, like I should have heard the music right there. Is that not music worthy? No, were you no okay? because were you okay I agree with, with that purple. It. All right. No, I hear because you.
2: my thing, my thing is I, I thought I... we were going
1: with purple shirt guy. Never mind. I'm going to get the music played on me. This is tough. This is as tough as we've had. Go ahead.
2: I don't think that the punishments are big enough across the board. I mean, this obviously is a is an egregious example of someone dehumanizing uh, a player on the court, and you know you, you that should that should that deserves a, a large punishment. But I think any time these fans try to get involved in the game, try to touch the players, it's just I'm just tired of people thinking that they are part of the entertainment product. That they have come to see sit down, have your drink, have your hot dog and just enjoy the game or get lifetime banned.
1: So what if I told you that part of the entertainment industry was instead of eating your hot dog, not a you could eat your bagel sandwich that was I served we at the arena or you could have instead you could have a size of vertically sliced bagels that was apparently spread with cream cheese, but you got like 12 pieces out of this one bagel rather than slicing mm. it horizontally. 12 I times the fun. I, I, you betrayed me yesterday while we looked betrayal. at your face. It was huge betrayal, as I thought you were going to be on my side on why bagel sandwiches are good. So I didn't side good. with
0: you. So, so wait...
1: I didn't side with you, and now this is a betrayal. And so now this is a huge betrayal, not only to me, but the entire podcast as a whole, considering our fans were pretty vocal about how they were disappointed at you in this take as well. I'll give you a chance to defend yourself, but honestly, I think the damage is already done.
0: You know what? Here's what I'm going to say on this. I'm going to say this. Doug had a point about bagel sandwiches being too much bread.
1: I mean, it depends on the thickness of the bagel. We act like there's one thickness of bagel here, there, and that's the only thing you can get. There's
0: generally one thickness of bagel. You need to
1: get better bagel sandwiches what I think that both of you realize that you need to do right now.
0: How dare you, sir? I'm a Queens, New Yorker. I eat bagels on the regular. Doug can, Doug Not can good ones. vouch for that. Sir, how dare you? Not good ones. I'm still M- here, Mr. Today. Indiana, trying to tell me what a bagel is. I,
1: I'm tell- I am insulted I, right now. I, I thought I would hear better bagel takes from a New Yorker, but I feel like the Indiana, who, Indianian, I guess, is how you would say it. Who do you I seem to, to think you are right now? <laughs> you let's, are such. Let's, let's hear this great take that you got, Nada. Let's hear it. I'm, Doug I'm has skeptical.
0: A, Doug has a point. That's my thing. When I shrugged and said, hey, Doug has a point." Now, granted, <laughs> broken clocks can be right twice a day. That was my broken clock moment. Here you are trying to make something out of nothing, a mountain into a molehill, and now you're just going to be on my
1: on my couch like Rick James and Eddie Murphy for God's sake. I'm sakes. stomping on it right now. What, what what's your take on the St. Louis style way of slicing? It's failing? an
0: abomination.
1: Thank you, thank you. That's all we needed to say. It's an abomination, and that bagel sandwiches are good. Now we need to let Doug kind of vent here for a little bit. We did not get to his Devin Booker take yesterday. He feels very strongly about this. When I preface the show by saying that we're going to go into a bunch of controversial topics, I think this is bar none the most controversial topic that we will have discussed on the show today. Doug, why don't you fill this in on your Devin Booker take?
2: This Devin Booker guy, I mean, get out of here. Two straight 50-point games, and all of a sudden, we're supposed to be <laughs> we're supposed to be happy about this? Like, we're supposed to celebrate this as some kind of NBA achievement? I mean, the Phoenix Suns are miserable, and he's, he's sitting here telling fans, hey, I'm going to go for 50 tonight at halftime. How about you go for the win? How about 50 wins? Wouldn't that be nice? If you're a Phoenix Suns fan, get out of here. Devin Booker Booker more like Devin Snooker because he's <laughs> snookering fans right now into thinking that 50 point games are something that it's a huge accomplishment when you're dropping L's all over the place
1: now we'll say their coach he did say that it wasn't forced that it was in the natural confines of the game that he was able to get it naturally so maybe we start to listen to the coach's side of things on this maybe with some kind of rationale
2: Listen, what does that guy know? I mean, listen, I'm, I'm a fan. I'm watching these games at night in, night out. All I want to see is a W. That's the only stat that matters. If forget box score, no box score. Did they win the game? Did Phoenix win the game? I don't think so. They don't win games. They just have 50-point performances by guys that probably wouldn't be good if you stuck them on the Utah Jazz. Doug, when was the last time you actually watched a Phoenix Suns game?
1: Hey. <laughs> Thanks for joining us here on the Lockdown Hornets podcast. Respect the sound! Remember, you can subscribe to this show on the new Himalaya podcast app, as well as Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and Spotify. And when you get in your car, tell your smart device to play podcast Lockdown Hornets. We'll be back with you Monday.